0: Is up, world? Diali, Atlantic, back. We back in this, bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Se ha dicho. Coming about, I don't know, two weeks-ish, I guess, since the last episode of the podcast. Time flies. It's all one fucking day to me at this point, right? Um, I'm almost certain if you're around my age or perhaps a little bit older... That it's almost certainly the same for you and if you're not around my age right mid 30s uh just wait dog you'll get there soon enough okay at which point you start to realize like holy shit these sunsets and fucking sunrises are coming a lot faster than i remember them when i was a young book you know what i'm saying so enjoy them the length of them at least while you can um was well, good we back up in this bitch okay i'm coming off the heels of yet another fucking issue if you will it's not an issue dog it's not something that i'm facing alone on my own right it's a collective issue that we're facing as a fucking human species and that is that of the fucking technocrats over at silicon valley and their bitch-ass censorship yo um i can't even say the censorship of conservative only voices because obviously i'm not a at least i don't fashion myself a conservative right I've had motherfuckers tell me I'm a conservative. I've had motherfuckers even accuse me, accusatory in the sense. You have the motherfuckers that tell you like, cause they're themselves conservatives. Like, yo, you're a conservative dog. You just don't realize it, right? Cause they're usually pretty cool about it. And then you have the motherfuckers who are, you know, fashion themselves as progressive. They're like, you fucking conservative piece of shit. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like it's not, I'm not. Okay. And even if I was, who gives a fuck? Fuck you. Okay. Um, but the point is that I'm trying to say is that I can't even say that they're fucking censoring just the conservative voices anymore, because obviously I don't fashion myself a conservative voice, at least certainly not in the you know traditional Western paradigm, political paradigm sense of the term. But let a, here I am, being myself, fucking having my post removed by the Gram, right, without any fucking notice, without any sort of warning, and you know, without any sort of explanation as to why—explanation rather as to why—just a complete removal of the post. So you know, it's an issue that we're going to collectively, and this is exactly the same reason why. When this whole censorship of Alex Jones specifically first started, I was one of, uh, you know, I myself wasn't even fucking, I wasn't even at that point. I had almost, I was completely almost out (laughs) of the conspiracy circle. I really was. Okay. My life was heading in such a direction where I was like, all right, man, maybe this, you know, maybe it's best to just put this conspiracy shit aside and just move along life and fucking two plus two equals five type shit. Right. And I almost got to the point where I really did think that two plus two equals five. I have posts from my old, uh, my old Instagram and my old, (laughs) and my current Facebook too, I guess. Where you could see me talking that same typical fucking liberal brainwashed progressive academic nonsense about not my president, right? Believe all women type shit, which I'm not saying you shouldn't believe all women. I'm just saying it was a fucking like, it was a momentous push currently in pop culture history that I partook in for no other reason than it was a trending hashtag on fucking Instagram or whatever, right? Not saying that again, like, you know, you shouldn't believe all women. I'm just saying like prior to that, I wasn't fucking, you know, I wasn't hashtagging believe all women. It's just something that I jumped in on because it was the current fucking trend. You know what I'm saying? The same with, you know, not my president type shit. Like, I didn't even fucking really know anything about what was happening with Trump, aside from I thought that he was a racist piece of shit, because that's usually what was shown about him on the media. But, you know, at this time, since I had completely started to divorce myself, if you will, from the fucking alternative sources, that's the narrative that I fucking ran with, okay? And then, you know, once they platformed Alex Jones, I even said to myself, like, Alex Jones is a fucking idiot Christian fucking, uh, fundamentalist. like, I can give a fuck less. But, but... It's fucking problematic that the fucking technocrats can just remove somebody, demonetize them, remove their livelihood from them, okay, without any sort of fucking reason as to why, completely removed almost off the internet, right, if he didn't have the resources, he certainly would have been. And uh yeah, when that happened, that's, you know, when my fucking downwards, not even say downward spiral, because it was actually the best thing that could have possibly happened to me, right, I was liberated, if you will, from the fucking brainwashed of the 2 plus 2 equals 5 1984 Big Brother type shit, okay. Um, but the reason why was not because I'm some fucking Alex Jones nut hugger. Okay. In fact, I honestly, like, I, I feel like this has to be said because I his shit so much in the times, most of the shit that I rock with Alex Jones is for the comedic effect. Cause say what you will about the motherfucker. He is hilarious. Okay. He has a fucking strange sense of humor that I personally fucking vibe with. Like, I think he's fucking hilarious. Right. And on top of that, on top of that, he does drop a lot of shit, dog, that is fucking truthful and accurate. And it's something I'm going to talk about here shortly. Okay. But um, the reason that it bothered me is because, you know, I understand full well, like, history repeats itself, and that's just how it goes. J. Cole flow, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, it's a small step. It's a slippery slope, if you will, from deplatforming some fucking piece of shit, Bible-thumping, thump, 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 hugging, alt-right-adjacent, fucking dangerous right-wing, uh, right-wing fringe conspiracy theorists, like, you know, we're told Alex Jones is. And banning fucking someone like me, some fucking small no-name fucking philosophy professor with a fucking small Instagram reaching podcast. Like, it's a very slippery slope between that, right? To the point where inevitably, inevitably, it will be where the only voices that are being allowed on social media are the ones that are pandering this fucking mindless culture that we're in. Or those that are fucking towing party lines and just repeating the fucking brainwashed narrative, okay? Rhetoric, rather. Um, which, you know, ideally you could say that's their prerogative as private companies, but fuck that. At this point, social media is a utility and should be regulated as such. And you can't just fucking, the same way you can't just cut off my electricity because you don't agree with my politics is the same way that you shouldn't be able to fucking ban somebody or cancel somebody off of social media because you don't agree with their politics. Because again, as a utility, this is a fucking market square of the fucking 21st century moving forward in the digital, you know, technocratic world that we're going to be living in. And doing so, is akin to just stripping your fucking fundamental right as an American citizen that we're told we all have, all right? Um, and even beyond fucking American citizen, because at this point, it's not even about the country itself. It's just a sovereign human being. Like, I'm a fucking free person, yo. I'm nobody's fucking little android slave, you know what I'm saying? And to fucking tell me what I can and can't say is to tell me that I don't have autonomy over the most fundamental element of my existence, which is my thoughts, my consciousness, right? To which I say, man, motherfuck you, bro. So that's where we're coming on the heels of this podcast. Okay. And I'm gonna start that. Um, start this podcast with a little bit of that, but then we're gonna switch gears completely because despite everything, dog, despite everything that's happening like on that individual level, the answer is simple. The answer to that is simple. Disconnect, homeboy. Disconnect, take your energy back, take the fucking sacred energy back away from these fucking evil occultist fucks that are trying to utilize it to usher in there. It's not even to usher in, it's here, dog, to uphold their new world order, if you uh new world order, right, if you will. Um, and it's, it really is as simple as just taking our energy back from them. They're conducting these fucking mass ritual processes in order to continue siphoning off our fucking sacred energy, our louche, All right. As some of the conspiracy circles call it, I don't call it louche, It's all one thing. It's they all, right? it's our sacred energy. And they're just siphoning it off in order to, you know, bring about their grand vision, whatever the fuck it might be. Because at this point it only seems totalitarian control and fucking money, which is so blase and boring, Right. Now, the interesting one is when you think about it is where they say that the reason they're doing it is because they're trying to unite humanity under a common banner of livelihood so that when the aliens come, we can be part of the Galactic Federation, right? Because at the current time, the Galactic Federation wants nothing to do with us, apparently, according to these people, because we are so fragmented as individual peoples with our different societies and cultural beliefs that they feel the Galactic Federation. This is like hardcore fringe underground conspiracy shit, right? But of course, I love this shit, so I'm all about it um they feel the galactic federation allegedly according to these conspiracy thoughts that we are too fragmented and thus unstable as a con- as a world to be allowed into the galactic federation so that's their reasoning as to why um you know we're we're marching towards this fucking unified one world order type shit maybe maybe that's it maybe that's why but i personally feel as though you know it's, it's all about i'm a materialist dog i fucking here and now i'm concerned with the here and now the the, the material conditions of our reality right So, to me, it just seems more likely that it's just all about money and totalitarian control, right? Which, inevitably, I will discuss more in depth, like I said I was going to do, with that Human Capital fucking podcast, which was scheduled to be this one. But, you know, shit just, you know, life happens, bro, so fuck it. I'll talk about the Human Capital inevitably, or you yourself can go research it and fucking find out all about it and see how, you know, this one lady, I forget her name again. But um, she's stating that, you know, everything that happened with the COVID was just a setup to this you know, digital, you know, uh, age where our, our, our uh, humans, our capital is, is derived not from, uh, you know, natural resources anymore, but from humans ourselves, like our information, like on social media and shit, but also like our medical information, all that kind of shit. That's the new capital, right? They're just breaking new frontiers because of, of ways to extract uh, wealth and resources, because that's what the fuck capitalism does. yo. Know? it's got an insatiable fucking appetite for increased revenues. And you're going to find any way in which you can exploit this fucking desire uh, for increased revenues uh, until it ultimately collapses upon itself, capitalism, due to its internal dynamics of unsustainability, right? So that's more in line of where I would fall in line, not that whole... The Galactic Federation is dope to think about it the same way that it's dope to think about fucking Bobo. uh Bobo. <laughs> what the fuck? Frodo. I was going to say Bilbo and Frodo at the same time, and somehow Bobo came out. I'm sorry, right? Uh, Frodo or Bilbo, fuck it, or I guess in this case, Frodo, it's dope to think about the Galactic Federation for me personally, as the same way as it is for me to think about Frodo marching up the fucking Mount, uh, uh, uh the, the 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 hills of Mount Doom in order to destroy the fucking One Ring, you know, to rule them all or whatever. That that that's the same fucking space that they occupy for me. Complete fantasy, right? Cool to think about, but eh, it's more likely that it's got to do with the material conditions. Okay. Um, anyways, so I guess all of that, all of that, realistically, is the perfect segue because it kind of it kind of encompasses everything. Uh, as to what that original post that was deleted by Instagram recently had to deal with. So I guess that's a perfect segue to start first by introducing my Instagram account. For those of you who have not followed yet, feel free to do so. I would greatly appreciate it uh, at OG underscore Ice Nice 13. That's the one that's currently on the motherfucking Zuck list, though. Okay, so it's best to probably also follow if you want to keep up with your boy. OG dot ice 13 on the gram as well because that's the backup where inevitably I'm gonna have to fucking retreat to once fucking Zuck and company, you know, the lizard people over at fucking uh Illuminati headquarters trademark, you know, decide completely to fucking pull the trigger and either fucking off your boy or just ban me off my original fucking OG underscore ice nice 13 account, right? So with that said, I wanna talk briefly before I get into the actual purpose of this podcast, which all which is all about shadow work, dog. It's all about shadow work, okay? from an Andaldua, Gloria andaldua. so it'll be an Anzalduan, right, An, right, uh, perspective, Andalduan. yes, Andalduan perspective, right, Gloria Andaldua, for those of you who are uh, interested, okay, and, in, you know, researching, uh, researching her further, uh, Chicana, uh, writer, scholar, activist, right, so I'll be referring to it as the Anzalduan, okay, uh, philosophy or whatever, Right. And that's kind of what I the point of today's podcast, because, you know, shadow work, dog, getting away, uh, taking our energy back from these fucking psychotic occultist fucks. All right. And uh, channeling it towards something more constructive, like the quasi imperative. OK. And using that as a means to recreate the new and better world that we all fundamentally desire. Well, at least if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you fundamentally desire the occultists, not so much. So they want the old world, and when I speak of the old world, I literally mean like the fucking feudal British fucking old world where you know they have the one supreme class that rules over everybody the fuck else, right? So uh, the post itself, dog, it was talking about. I don't. I, I don't know. It was ten fucking slides. Okay, it was ten potential slides. and One of those slides, and including the fucking uh, the summary that I that I gave about it, is what caused the Graham to fucking uh, you know completely just pull the plug. So, you know, we're just going to find a way. We're going to find a way to get that information out there one way or another, right? Whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through the gram, I don't give a fuck. It's the information that matters to me the most. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll start by listing some of the slides. The first of which was the, uh, it was a a picture of the, uh, of a plane about to hit the twin towers. Right. And uh, the, the meme said it was, uh, it said the word me on top of the plane. And then it said, though, they had the words, the watermarked words, uh, things you shouldn't joke about at the two towers. So the obvious implication being the fucking, you know, me coming in with my fucking inappropriate humor, humor is going to dis fucking destroy the idea that there is shit that you can't j- uh, joke about, which I believe 1 billion percent. And you can add further to that things that you shouldn't question because fuck that, dog. This is philosophy, homeboy. It's meant to be dangerous. Philosophy is inherently dangerous because at the core of philosophy is fucking questioning. And anytime you ask questions, you are a threat to namely those who are fucking trying to uphold and maintain the status quo. Right? So this idea that there's shit out there that we can't fucking question is completely fucking ludicrous. It doesn't matter how sacred things, things may, uh, may appear to be, how profane you know people hold things to be. Everything at all time is subject to question. This is a fundamental tenet of philosophy. And if we cannot do that anymore, then there realistically is no point to fucking doing philosophy other than this masturbatory fucking practice. That's basically been reduced to in Western academia where you teach it to a bunch of fucking undergrads for no other reason than to generate revenue for the colleges in which you're teaching, them. Like, that's basically what it's being reduced to at this point. To which I say, yeah, you can have that, dog, but you're not going to fucking take away the core of the fucking philosophy, okay? Because the core of philosophy is questioning, bro. And there's nothing that you can ever do to te- uh, keep people from questioning shit because to do so is to reduce them from people to nothing more than fucking mindless robots. Which, you know, would connect us to the human capital and all that kind of shit that they are currently seemingly at least uh trying to reduce us to uh then there was something along the lines of like the fucking there was this dope-ass slide that it was from the forbes article bro it's from a forbes article talking about if humans were basically just living in a galactic zoo that we were being lorded over by fucking aliens this is in forbes magazine okay this is not some fucking fringe conspiracy theories this is what y'all motherfuckers blue and non-dorks would consider a fucking legitimate news source okay And the article was questioning whether we as humans were basically nothing more than a galactic zoo for aliens to either watch over or just fucking visit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And I followed that one up with the fucking video recently that was released from here in El Paso, dog. For those of you who have been able to see it, the video itself is of some sort of fucking military, government, police, fucking, you know, just government in general, I guess, uh, operation in which they were moving a package, dog, Okay. Now, this video is trippy as fuck for a few reasons. The first reason is that, yo, that shit happened literally in my hood, like fucking five blocks away from where I fucking live, okay? I'm, in fact, I'm more upset about anything. The most thing that I'm upset about the most is that I wasn't fucking there to see it as it unfolded, right? I wasn't there to see the fucking, the, the, the conjunction as it unfolded, the procession of vehicles as it, as it unfolded up Trans Mountain, okay? Um, but another thing, dog, and this is probably the one thing that I saw that was most fucking like overlooked was that, you know, people were tripping out on it, rightfully so, period, is the fact that it was a fucking giant a, a convoy of government vehicles that were protecting this one fucking one vehicle that had like a, a, a blocked off box. OK, looked like some shit straight out of E.T. is what most people said to which I said, no, no, no. But we'll get to that part here shortly, the no, no, no part. Right. Um, but the part that I saw that was most fucking like overlooked was that it was coming from the second largest army facility dog in the world. And that is Fort Bliss. It was heading off of Fort Bliss off to somewhere else, which probably another Fort Bliss facility because it's like, it's huge. Fort Bliss be huge, bro. It really is. And it's fucking all over the city, right? But it was leaving the direction of the main fucking facility, dog. So that was like, to me, a critical part that people were overlooking when they were saying like, oh, it's aliens. The government's trying to hide aliens. Like, maybe, maybe it's aliens. Or maybe it's a fucking secret army experiment because, again, it's coming from Fort Bliss, bro. Like, you really don't fucking know, okay? And it's all hidden and shrouded in secrecy. Typical occultist-type bullshit, okay? And that's what got me thinking. That's the point that I was trying to make in that post is, like, yeah, this is, like, some predictive programming-type shit, bro. Because for those of you who have, for those of you who have already seen the movie, you'll know that this is exactly how it starts. The movie I'm talking about here, of course, is the most recent Army of the Dead movie, right, Uh featuring Bautista, and I mean, this is literally how it starts. It's with a military, uh, mili- military, nope, a military convoy that is fucking guarding a vehicle that looks exactly like the one that was fucking here up and down Transmount or up Trans Mountain in El Paso, right? Um, and obviously, what it turns out to be is a fucking like secret weapon gone awry that turns into a zombie that leads to the zombie apocalypse, right? So, spoiler alert. It's like the first fifteen minutes. Not that much of a spoiler. It's a fucking zombie movie, dog. Come on. You know how it goes. You know how it's gonna end. You've seen one, you've seen them all. It's just fun to watch them nonetheless, right? Um what winds up happening is like, you know, the fucking the there's there's a crash of some sort, okay, and it's envoy and uh, the, zomb- the, the the military experiment is fucking released, and obviously it goes off it's released in the Nevada Desert, right? Right outside of Las Vegas, and it fucking goes off and it, you know, it does zombie shit. It goes off and it creates more zombies. And it gets to the point where there's a fucking zombie apocalypse that needs to be detained. It needs to be contained more specifically in Las Vegas, right? Uh, in order to ensure that the fucking breakout itself doesn't, you know, spread outward, which, um, you know, obviously in these times of COVID has fucking so many implications, namely that of a fucking deadly pandemic that is released out into the world that needs to be contained for the sake of everybody else in the world, right? Um, but what, what struck me is particularly even more odd is that how they fucking contained, if you will, literally with containers, right? In this, in this fucking movie, Army of the Dead, right? But how they contained this uh, uh zombie outbreak. And it was simply by building a wall, building a fucking fortress with containers around all of fucking Las Vegas. And then inevitably, they fucking nuked the fucking city in order to try to rid it of as many fucking zombies as possible. Which, of course, it didn't completely eradicate the zombies, but that's where the movie picks up. That's the first five minutes, all right? So... It's not a spoiler alert. I've given you the first five minutes of the movie. But again, it's a fucking zombie movie, dog, so chill the fuck out, okay? Uh, you've seen them one, you've seen them all, right? Anyways, the reason why it struck me so odd about the fucking wall and all that kind of shit is because, uh, hello, we live in El Paso. There has been a fucking wall already in development here for a fucking long-ass time. Long before President Trump took office. Long before fucking Barack Obama was in office, President Obama. Long before fucking George Bush... Was in office when Bill Clinton was in office, right? Probably even a little bit before him, they started already building the fucking wall here along this fucking Mexican border, right? Uh, so called fucking Mexican border. Uh, so the idea of they like, you know, building a wall in order to contain a potential zombie outbreak is not outlandish, if you understand what I'm trying to tell you, okay? So, when I was watching, when I saw these videos unfold, I just got the impression of a fucking, like, this is predictive programming to the max, bro. Like, we've already seen it in a movie. We're like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Like, that's what's going to happen. Like, that when we do see it happening, you have people like me like, oh, shit, that's like what happened in the movie. So that if some shit were to go down and be like, oh, damn, this is just like the movie as opposed to like, holy fuck, this is like a serious existential threat type shit. You know what I mean? The fucking sigil magic, bro. I keep talking about it, like the revelation of the method is some shit that I'm always fucking talking about when I'm talking about these occultist fucks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that that's kind of the point that I was trying to make with that particular post. So maybe it was that one that got me fucking, they got my post removed from the gram, right? Or maybe conversely, it was the fucking Alex Jones ones. And the Alex Jones ones were just simply him being proven correct yet again. This time in the form of the frogs, where he went on that crazy fucking ranting rampage about how the frogs are being turned gay. So they're not being turned gay. He himself even went back and stated like that was kind of just a talking point, right? That I was using, it was a, a soundbite that I was using to try to get attention to the matter. But realistically, he says, and this is what's been proven true, okay, scientifically by again the legitimized sources that you blew in on dorks, fucking you know swear by, is what it's doing is it's fucking altering the, it's, it's fucking with the with the with the hormones of male frogs specifically, and it's making like the majority of them very uh, feminine, okay. And this feminization process is so severe that it's causing some male frogs. To completely switch sex and be able to lay eggs, and this is what his fucking whole thing was. He's saying they're putting this fucking these chemicals in our drinking water, right? And, and with the same intentions of trying to make us, uh, uh, uh like the mas- the quote unquote masculine male American, right? They're trying to feminize the masculine male American, and you know, inevitably make it so that we are quote unquote weak. This is according to Alex Jones, right? Not, I'm not saying I believe this. In fact, I believe a lot of that is rooted in fucking toxic, <laughs> toxic masculinity, like it's just straight up, right? But I will agree that I think it's fucked up that there's chemicals in the water to begin with. That's an indigenous approach to this fucking process because, yo, this is our earth. Yo, we got to take care of this motherfucker. We can't be poisoning our fucking water supplies in the name of capitalism. You know what I'm saying? That's where I come from. It. Alex Jones, he's on his whole fucking toxic male shit where he's like, no, they're trying to feminize us. And maybe they are, right? The same way they're trying to perhaps fucking stabilize our moods with all the other chemicals and, you know that are dumped into the water you know, with the contraceptions that are dumped into the water and all that kind of shit. And maybe it's fucking actively in the form of people who are actively fucking poisoning our water. Or maybe it's just an unforeseen byproduct of, you know, uh, 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 the natural process of these chemicals exiting our body. Like women, you know, they don't take birth control with the intention of sterilizing men. They take it with the intention of not becoming pregnant. And But in the process of doing that, obviously they're going to piss that shit off into the water. In which case, you know, inevitably after the, you know, the cleansing process, it's going to make its way into the drinking water. So You know, like maybe it's a conspiracy, dog, or maybe this is just a natural by an unforeseen byproduct of, you know, seemingly good intentions. I don't fucking know what the case is. What I do know for absolute certain is that there are chemicals in the water that are fucking feminizing um, frogs. Now, whether that's going to have an overall detrimental effect on humans as a whole, I don't fucking know, dog. But, you know, for Alex Jones, you know, who likes to take these fucking giant leaps of faith, that is good enough correlation for him in order to say that that is why uh, they're actively doing it in order to lead to the feminization of this, of, of, you know, this quote unquote masculine American male so that the globalist elite can come and easily take it over because, you know, you destabilize the country and then you fucking invade the country basically is what his whole gist is. Now, whether or not he's right, fuck it, dog. I don't know. Time will tell. Okay. But I do know that motherfucker has a very high batting average. Okay. He's missed unquestionably on a lot of fucking issues, but he's got, he's fucking batting in the high seven fifties, eight hundred dog. So what, like eight out of 10 of his fucking shit is fucking pretty spot on, okay? So um, the other one was <laughs> a fucking meme about Hillary Clinton, right? It was the... rock. The, uh, I'm explaining them for those of you who are listening, but I'm going to put it up on a clip on the gram, and hopefully that'll be what it takes for me to get, uh, get to show the message out. It was the, the Rock and that little young lady, right, who were, you know, like, uh, from that movie. I don't even know what movie it is. I've just seen the meme template where The Rock tells something to the little girl, and she responds back, and it usually usually has The Rock looking all shook, Right? Well, this one, it ended a little bit differently because The Rock's telling the little girl, like, you really believe in the Clinton, basically just to sum it up, the Clinton body count, right? The idea that the the Clintons are suiciding motherfuckers that have something on them that could potentially lead to their downfall. And the little girl's basically saying yes, right? So this time instead, what happens is the meme is not of The Rock looking shocked, but it's actually the clip from Pulp Fiction where they fucking shoot Marvin in the head, right? Like, oh man, I fucking shot Marvin in the head. (laughs) John Travolta, right? So it's that clip where the, it's the it's the it's the the clip from the showing the back of the window right or rather from the back showing insides of the car where you know Marvin's brains are splattered all over the fucking uh, the window which is obviously the joke that yeah there's a fucking Clinton body count and now that young lady fell victim to it okay thanks to the Rock in the meme at least okay. Um, so yeah, like those were basically the majority of the memes that I got out there. And, you know, uh, for whatever reason, dog, for whatever reason, the gram just felt like, nah, fuck that. This information, this information is not getting out there. I don't give a fuck about this freedom of speech shit. I don't give a fuck about sovereignty. I don't give a fuck about none of that. This is our platform and we decide what's on there. And we decided that this, for whatever reason, should not be on here. Okay. So again, it boils back down to, A, the part of, they their should be, they should be, they should be broken up as a fucking, you know, oligarchy, or not oligarchy, I'm sorry, as a monopoly that they are, and they should fucking be regulated as a regular utility company in the name of fucking freedom, right? But again, more importantly, it's about sovereignty, dog. Sovereignty is about freedom, and the most fundamental type of freedom, again, is the freedom of our mind and the thoughts that occupy it, right? Because, yo, like, we've all got just one shot at this, bro, and I don't know about you, but me personally... I'm not going to let anyone control it because the thoughts that, you know, I'm not going to just let, and I'm not going to let other people control my mind, bro, because we've already discussed this through this fucking Foucaultian philosophy that the easiest way to control people is to control the thoughts in their mind, right? And I don't know about you, but again, just knowing that we ideally get one shot at this is enough for me to know that I don't want motherfuckers to control the thoughts in my mind because doing so is going to control ultimately the horizon of possibilities of the uh, uh, potentialities of the life that I can live in. You know what I'm saying? So like just taking it on a very base level. The example that I give you of Frodo and, you know, high fantasy specifically and, you know, the Galactic Federation, that might seem fucking silly and ridiculous to most people. But I like high fantasy, dog. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I'm a fucking dork at heart, bro. Um, So I'll sit down right now. Like today, honestly, I was like, damn, I want to watch the fucking uh, of the, the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings one through three, like just all day. You know what I mean? Whenever I have like some free time and I just want like something to just fucking uh, clear my mind, that's my go-to, bro. The fucking Lord of the Rings uncut edition because I fucking love that shit. You know what I mean? And that's uh, uh, telling me, but you know, simultaneously, I love shit like the Galactic Federation and you know Reptoids and all that kind of shit. Like I just love that kind of shit. So to tell me that I can't think about that kind of shit because it goes against the status quo is akin to telling somebody that they can't fucking enjoy Lord of the Rings. That's how I see it. Right? Y'all might feel a little bit different because you think that somehow. This idea that, you know, of reptoids and reptilians has a more direct fucking effect on our material lives than fucking Lord of the Rings, to which I would say, well, if it wasn't true, then it really wouldn't because most people would fucking recognize it for what it is and not be afraid of it and not feel the need to fucking censor it for whatever reason, including that you think that it may potentially be a dangerous fucking pathway off into a a fringe world. Like even if it is dog, it's about freedom and sovereignty. And if motherfuckers want to go down that rabbit hole where they're convinced that they're living in a fucking simulation by reptil- re- being run by reptilian overlords, that's their fucking prerogative, dog. They want to fucking get paranoid. Not wear tinfoil hats because, you know, tinfoil hats, they don't even make tinfoil, hat- tinfoil with tinfoil no more, right? But if they want to get all paranoid and go fucking live off, of, off the grid in the woods, like, that's their prerogative, yo. You don't have the fucking right to tell them whether or not they can fucking do that, okay? I'm t- obviously, obviously, that's not the fucking case for me. I love living in this fucking, you know, for the most part, comfortable, privileged culture that we're in. I just like to think about this kind of shit and talk about it the same way again that you would about typical high fantasy type shit and to tell me that I can't again is like this dangerous fucking slippery slope where you're like ugh, you're getting too close to the the the, uh, the the power to be able to tell people what they can and can't think in terms of not just you know uh, uh, like high fantasy now but in terms of political lines now it's just it's it's very fucking strange know and I'm just it makes me very uncomfortable this technocratic bullshit. Is deeply, deeply fucking disturbing to me. And again, it's not because of the fucking reptilian overloads. That shit is one million percent of fucking joke. Wow, well, I would say like ninety-nine point nine percent of joke to me. Okay, I'll always leave that one, per- that point one percent because who the fuck knows in this crazy ass reality, right? But for the most part, it's just a fucking joke, dog. I like to fuck around with and say for like a hum- uh, humorous effect. You know what I'm saying? But what isn't a fucking joke, dog, is that you know this technocratic bullshit. It's 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 dangerous, bro. Right? Uh, it's dangerous. It's just dangerous to give. Uh, one corporation or uh, a handful of corporations so much power to be able to control and influence the outcome of all of our fucking lives right that's the main fucking takeaway of any um but you know and then simultaneously what is also fucking dangerous Then what becomes dangerous and this is why i should say philosophy is inherently dangerous because philosophy at its core questions shit like this yo it says like yo this is fucked up what the fuck are we doing here this makes no sense at all whatsoever you know what i'm saying which is why, in turn, these motherfuckers who have a vested interest in maintaining and preserving the status quo come along and say, "Well, fuck you! You don't like what we're talking. To. You don't like what we're fucking doing. Then you can go ahead and just get the fuck off of our uh, off of our uh, our app. You know, you can go fuck yourself." But you know, that's a different conversation. Like an entirely different conversation. Okay. Um, for now, right? The whole point when it comes to the philosophy is you're like rendered. This is not. This is not new, dog. The, the struggle that we're currently facing with philosophy—it's not new. Like this is. Ripe in the history of philosophy. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers who threaten the status quo by just asking questions. Um, but then you have to ask yourself, like, is this really a position that I want to put myself in? Right? Because if it's not, like, good riddance, dog. I mean, not even good riddance. I don't want to try to get rid of you in a negative way. I'm just saying, like, do you, do you homeboy, right? Homegirl, uh, home, non gendered, right? Homie. Um, live your life, dog. But uh, simultaneously, if it is that shit that you're interested in, then like, you should have every fucking right to be able to do so. Because again, this is your fucking life, yo. Right? Now, to be fair, to be fair, it's dangerous on multiple fronts, bro, right? As obviously, in questioning this kind of shit, you stand to alienate yourself from family and friends and perhaps moreover, even threaten your livelihood in this capitalist culture, which is why, for an extent, I kind of thought to myself like, man, it's probably best to just shut this bitch down after my last post got fucking banned by the gram, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what am I really fucking putting myself out there on the line for if it's just going to be removed for no fucking reason at all whatsoever, right? But um, the more I thought about it, dog, I was just like, I can't. I just can't. It does not sit right with me, homie. It just, just does not sit right with my spirit. Most importantly, right? I've tried saying it before. You know, I've tried being quiet before is what I'm trying to say. I've tried biting my tongue. I've tried like just sitting on these ideas and letting it fucking unfold. But honestly, dog, this shit legitimately hurts my spirit. Okay. So <laughs> what, what's my alternative? The alternative is simple, dog. Your alternative is to simply mine, right? And perhaps hopefully yours too is just to not live in fear, bro. Don't live in fear and let the fucking freak flag fly. Uh, let the freak Flag fly, okay. So, which is why I'm comfortable stating, like, yeah, dog. I'm fucking fascinated with wild shit, okay. And most people might deem it crazy, and that's okay, right? Because you know, I'll own it. Because any weapon that I'm fucking, you know, any weapon that is forged that I have forged cannot be used against me. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, if I own this shit, it can't be used against me, dog. Like, yeah, you won't fucking call me a Lord of the Rings dark, but you won't fucking call me a conspiracy theory dark because. Well, for one reason, one threatens you more than the other, despite the fact that 99% of the time, they're basically the same thing, okay? And it's that 1% of the time that really, really threatens motherfuckers. And that 1% is enough for them, to, literally the 1%, to take that fucking, uh, that silly shit of the conspiracy and, you know, create an entire personality structure and brainwash all of society in such a way where you got, they got motherfuckers and, you know, uh, in society, thinking like anyone who thinks about conspiracy theories is a fucking loony and must be completely shut down. To which I say, that's pro- that right there alone is ninety is like that's like I'm not gonna give you any more fucking percentages. I'm just gonna say that that act alone is like fucking indicative to me that somewhere some something along this fucking conspiracy theory circle is so true that it's so fucking dangerous that they personally are trying to keep it from fucking getting out there, right? So yeah, I just own this shit, dog, and I. <laughs> And believe me, yo, I'm not some superstitious, I, I own it because, you know, for a variety of reasons. I'm not some superstitious turd, bro, for one, who's afraid of looking in taboo places for ideas that others are afraid of, right? Uh, and when I see these ideas specifically being played out in the world that I'm living in, in a way that affects me no less, I have no problem calling it out, bro. Not because I believe in these ideas, but because I know others do and that they are trying to use that as a means of, you know, just bringing something forth, yo. Think stranger things here, dog. There's people out there that are trying to fucking actively bring shit into this world. Like, for real. Okay? Whether it be a malevolent force, whether it be whatever. They are actively trying to sway our energy to fucking, you know... They're they're doing something, bro. (laughs) I know I might sound crazy and conspiratorial, but the more you read into this shit, the more you see it and you see it played out, okay? You start to realize that pop culture really is nothing more than a fucking mass ritual that is being conducted on us individually in an attempt to direct our energy for their fucking given purposes, right? And, you know, this coming from a Western lens might sound like some fucking crazy, delusional uh, tinfoil hat nonsense, but I would just say, bro, uh, it's because of the world that I live in that it's so easy for me to deny that because it's, it's it really is, dog. And I will continue to do so because, <laughs> again, I, not I'm not trying to save my face. I'm not trying to save face. I'm not trying to save my reputation, dog. What I'm trying to emphasize is that that perspective is an entirely Western approach to reality, bro. And that's obviously not the trip that I'm on. Okay. That's a Western trip to uh, reality. And I'm not on it, dog. I am a detribalized Nawa, yo. Um, <laughs> and you know, because of that, my ontology is always has been and always will be that of my ancestors, bro. It's literally in my genetic makeup, it's in our genomes, bro. I'm convinced that our fucking genes influence to some degree the way that we influence our interface, you know, perceive and interface with reality. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there's no amount of brainwashing, you know, government brainwashing because my cat trying to sle- uh, sneakily make her way over here. Uh, no amount of government brainwashing is ever going to fucking take that away from me, right? No little social justice warrior is ever going to take that away from me. They can't. Again, it's literally in my genetic code, right? Um, so what I'm trying to state specifically then is that because of the, that I view personally, the reality that I interface with reality as a fucking Nahuatl, that basically means that I'm a monist, Okay. And because I'm a monist, dog, specifically perceiving it or at least, you know, delivering this information in this what perspective, what that means is then that I believe in the sacred energy, dog. We believe in the sacred energy of Teot, right? You have the sacred energy that composes all of reality, dog. Teot composes all of reality. You and me, dog, we are fundamentally the same person. We might have different color skin, different set of eyes, right? Like J. Cole tells us, right? But at the end of the day, we are the same person because we are comprised of the same sacred material. The same is true for the mountains, yo, the rivers, rocks, trees, wind, the rain, yo, shit, mucus, semen, right? All that taboo shit that Westerners consider. Sunsets, bro, beautiful shit like sunsets and sunrises, right? The sun itself, it is all comprised of the fundamental same fucking essence, teot. And because of that, we, all of us, everything in existence are comprised of this same sacred energy, right? It's all this same energy of teot, dog. And this sacred energy can be ordered in ways that are beneficial or not. Because remember, it's not about good and evil, bro. Good and evil is Western Christian fucking thinking. Theo Nahuatl philosophy, there it's a non-agentive force. So there is no good and evil. It's not doing it because it's trying to hurt or harm or do good. It's just unfolding the way it is, okay? And, you know, it's about where the energy specifically is directed to and how. Okay, so take the example that I've given in the Sixth Sun episode of the podcast where I talk about ritual sacrifice. That was fucking... At its most extreme, the process of ensuring for the Nahuatl, the sacred energy remained, right? They But that is, you know, again, this is the most extreme of examples in Nahuatl cultures because, you know, they also had this ritualistic process of ordering reality that involved simple shit, everyday shit like, you know, maintaining regular eating, you know, habits, right, uh, maintaining regular working and sleeping schedules, okay? It involves shit like engaging in creative practices, bro, okay? And, you know... Also, other shit like praying to divinities, like let's say Tlaloc, because El Paso just recently fucking went through this crazy ass um, uh, 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 rain uh, cycle. OK, so we'll use Tlaloc as the example. OK, but, you know, these ritualistic practices for the Nahua also involve praying to divinities like Tlaloc in hopes of fucking inspiring the rain needed for a successful harvest, bro. And how do you do that? You engage in the ritualistic dances, you engage in the ritualistic prayers, you engage in the ritualistic actions necessary, what the Nahuas believed, in order to direct their sacred energy of Teot collectively in such a way that is going to inspire a grander change in the overall energy in which we're all embedded in to bring about the rain needed to ensure that their harvest fucking grows and that their uh, continued survival is ensured, Right. The same way with the fucking sacrificing the hearts to the sun because the sun desires blood because blood is the fucking most sacred of all fucking forces, okay? Uh It's the most sacred uh, uh manifestation of Teot, I should say. There's only one force, Teot, and it's manifested most sacredly in blood, right? It's the same fucking thing, bro. So for me, when I see this shit unfolding, I don't see it from a fucking Western perspective, like at all, bro. I don't see it like that way at all. And because of that, that's how I'm fucking, like, I don't know what, like, I'm not crazy, bro. You're just a fucking colonizer, okay? We just talked about this in the last fucking podcast. You calling me crazy because I fucking think that there's fucking ritualistic occultic practices that are being unfolded is exactly what fucking Foucault was telling us. You have these Western Christian fucks who go off and establish, you know, psychology and they say, anyone who doesn't believe in this is fucking crazy. No, bitch, fuck you, okay? There's other worlds outside of this Western Christian world that you're fucking living in and this, you know, indigenous Nahua approach is one of them. So, when we are looking from the outside into your fucking crazy ass Western culture, we're not doing so enmeshed in your culture. We're doing it from a fucking outsider's perspective. Okay? So, when I see this Western culture being unfolded in such a way and I fucking recognize these practices, it's easy for me to be like, yo, that's an occultic practice. That's an occultic practice. That's an occultic practice. They're clearly fucking engaging in these occultic practices in order to, as a mass ritual, in order to fucking, <laughs> they're trying to do something, dog. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do, but they're trying to do something, right? And it's easy for me to say that because I'm seeing it from the outsider's perspective, right? Now, to be clear, for one, these fucking ritualistic practices that they're engaging in, dog, it's, it's replete with fucking human sacrifice and everything. So there's this fucking argument that people will say about the Nahuatl specifically that they'll say that it's because that we're supposedly fucking barbaric people because they engage in ritual sacrifice, to which I say, bitch, fuck you. Look at how many people have been sacrificed in the name of fucking Christianity, in the name of Western expansion, in the name of capitalism alone. And then you can't even compare those numbers to what the Nahua potentially did. Potentially, right? They're not even in the same fucking league, bro. They're not the same sport. not even the same ballpark, right? To quote a little bit of more Pulp Fiction. It's just, it's not the same fucking thing, bro, right? Um, for two, for two, and perhaps most importantly, these occultist fucks out here, Right? that are currently running shit in this world that we're living in, they are absolutely not. Not. We're to be 1 billion percent clear here. They're not doing it in the vein of the Nahua, bro. Fuck no, okay? They are Westerners. They are outsiders to Nahua culture. In fact, if my argument about the genetic component making up our fucking perception and, you know, shaping of reality is correct, this prohibits these Westerners from <laughs> the majority of them, like 99 more fucking percentages, 0.9% of them, right, from ever being able to see the world through a Nahua cosmology because it's not in their fucking genetic makeup, Okay. They are not doing what the are not what we're doing. These are fucking Western Christian occultists, okay? And they are, you know, they are fundamentally divided, bro, from reality because they are dualists, right? And they see everything in creation as somehow distinct from them. But just because they see themselves as fundamentally divided from the world that we're living in, that doesn't, that hasn't stopped them, bro, from trying to influence reality in their favor, right? And that's exactly what we see with these occultic practices, right? They're fucking... They're engaging in, bro. Like, just think about the fucking, this is perhaps one of the more controversial ones, bro. But think about it. There's this, there's is this, this is great fucking book, the most dangerous book ever written or something like that, right? Uh, I'll, get, I'll I'll do a podcast on it inevitably. But, uh, the, the gist of the book was that the, 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 the tumbling of the Twin Towers about 20 years ago, that was a ritualistic sacrifice, bro. That like those, those were altars, that the Twin Towers were altars that were constructed. And that the fucking, you know, the terrorist attack specifically was a mass ritualistic fucking action because obviously the whole world's eyes, you know, how much fucking energy and attention was directed on fucking the televisions when that shit went down? The whole world was watching, dog. How much fear was induced because of that? How much terror was induced because of that? And more specifically, think about it in terms of how much energy, how much powerful energy was fucking directed at that, whether it was in the form of fear, terror, etc. cetera. It was a fuckload of energy, Okay. And the point is that these towers—they were nothing more than altars. They were altars that were designed to be fucking brought down for the sole intention of them being done so in a mass ritual fucking uh, process, sacrifice even. Because how many people died? Not just in the in, in the initial action of the fucking attack, but following the attack in the ensuing wars and all that kind of shit, right? So it's replete with fucking um um uh you know with deaths and all that kind of shit. Uh and, and the idea was that it was nothing more than this mass ritualistic process, okay, mass sacrifice in order to fucking direct our energy in such a way to summon a powerful, powerful fucking force into reality. To which I would fucking further this by stating just ask yourself, bro, since then, how much of what the fuck has been going on has really fucking started to make sense? Right? Not a whole lot. In fact, in fact, if anything, the this powerful entity that it is that they were allegedly summoning. It it's, it could be a demon. It could be a demonic entity if that's how you want to think about it, if that's how you're able to frame it. Or it could be the evil fucking demonic entity, if you will, of government overreach, bro. Again, I'm a materialist at the at the core, right? So I don't see shit like I it's fun to think about, like, oh shit, they're fucking, you know, stranger things ushering in a fucking new demon from another dimension, right? It's fun to think about that shit. It's fun to enjoy that world as a fucking nerd dork, right? But when it comes to like everyday, like real life shit, I see it more as what's the practical, what's the practical aims of this? And the practical aims is not so much as a demonic entity that's going to be out to kill all of humanity, right? As Stranger Things would have us believe. But more as this fucking demonic entity that's going to out to control, right? Uh, human Humanity. And that is by way of government overreach, bro. The fucking Patriot Act. The fucking ensuing wars on terror, fucking censorship by the technocracy it's all the same thing bro it's these fucking evil entities that are striving to just fucking suffocate the light of humanity out from underneath out from us you know what i'm saying and reduce us to nothing more than these fucking androids bro that are gonna do their bidding at their behest okay and if you ask me that's just as or perhaps even more fucking evil than any fucking demon you could ever possibly fucking consider right so um yeah, dog, you see these fucking occultist practices that they're engaging in, and you know, you realize like, yo, that that that's what they're doing, bro. You could there's books out there written about this shit, it'll explain it to you fucking from start to finish. And you know, whether you believe in it or not, like I don't believe in it. I like I don't believe in the shit that they're worshiping. I don't believe in it at all. I believe Ball existed. I believe people believed in Ball and sacrificed children to Ball, and that's currently what's happening now, right? But I don't fucking I don't believe in that. You know what I mean? That's like that's a complete different story, if you will. And as I've mentioned plenty of times before, perhaps you've heard me say it before, the truth about stories is they're all we fucking got, right? And that's not a story that I fucking, I don't, you know, that's not, that doesn't shape my reality, right? But I know that it's a story out there that shapes other people's realities. And just because I don't believe it doesn't mean that they're not fucking, they're not committed to it and they're not trying to fucking manifest it, right? That would be silly of me to do so, right? It's clear that they're trying to sway our energy in their favor for, you know, whatever reason it may be. Right. And this mass ritual is being played out via popular culture and everyday political theater is just one of the ways in which they're seeking to do so. Now, conversely, they're also quite clearly, dog, trying to stop any information that aims to bring this to light, as was the case with the post that I was fucking hampering on about at the beginning of this podcast. But like I said, dog, it's all good, bro, because there is wherever there's a will, there is a way, homie. The memes will get out. Whether it's me that posts them, whether it's another fucking account that posts them, they cannot stop, they cannot stop this. It's just impossible. I'm not even gonna say it in terms of human spirit because that's fucking Western cultural Christian thinking, rather. They ought it just will never devour itself, dog. They ought night will always fucking recede into day, day will always recede into night. Death will never conquer life and vice versa, because they are dynamic pairs. They are not in competition with each other in an effort to fucking uh, vanquish the other they are in constant competition with one another because they are some comprised of the same fundamental uh component they right? And it's like not a neutralizing force but so much as it is just an ever uh, in, uh an ever flowing process in which you know that one is one dynamic pair is made stronger by the other. Death made stronger by life, life made stronger by death. I fucking wake up most of the days and say to myself, fuck yeah, dog, another beautiful day because that day that life is made that much more beautiful by the dynamic pair of inevitable death that will come. And because of that, this life is made that much more beautiful for it. I don't need to live forever. Just the thought, just the idea of knowing that I will not live forever alone is enough for me to enjoy this fucking moment right here, right now. And conversely, right? When it comes to death, like, yeah, it's fucking devastating. But you know what? Life, you know, death, uh, life awaits at the other side of death, okay? Which is literally what the Nahua thought, by the way, just so we're clear. They, you know, you go down to uh, Miklan, You get your tonalis fucking smothered so that all your memories are fucking erased. And then you get sent back to this motherfucker, dog. You descend right back into the slippery earth, right? But that's another conversation for another fucking day. For now, the whole point is, you know, these these fucking lizard fucks, dog, over at Illuminati headquarters, trademark, right? We will go back and forth together, them and I, okay? In this endless process of finding a way to, quote unquote, stop one another. Not because we're fucking mortal enemies who must fight each other to the death again. Because that's Western colonial thinking we will do so dog because they are my dynamic pair i am their dynamic pair okay and we are just simply playing out the role that has been embodied by theot for us right in this ever-flowing process of life unfolding and when our time is up when our time is up others are going to manifest dog and they're going to continue the same process there's just no escaping this okay because again life will never fucking vanquish death but death will never vanquish life dog night will never consume the day And they, it's just, it it will never recede into night, homeboy. Anyways, fuck, that was meant to be like a fucking five, ten minute introduction. We're fucking 45 minutes into this bitch, dog. I'm on page three of my notes of 12, bro. That's how much I fucking had planned for today's fucking podcast. But, you know, rather than speed through it, I'll just get through a little bit of it, okay? And then use. Simply use it as an introduction to the forthcoming podcast, which won't take two weeks to get out because I sincerely meant to fucking talk about this shadow work shit because it's it's the most important thing, bro, to me. Shadow work is the cure to this fucking Western disease, dog. this fucking Western cultural disease. It's just, it's that simple, okay? We have to engage in the shadow work necessary to decondition and deprogram ourselves from this fucking culture that we've been skull fucked with, okay? Um, and the only way to do that is by doing this deep fucking seed of shadow work and realize all the ways in which it has influenced influenced our lives in which and in turn the way that it's influenced our continued actions okay so that we can ultimately decolonize if you will and hopefully recreate a better fucking world for all of humanity dog now i'm gonna get through just the introduction of this because like i said i don't want to fucking rush through it there's just no there's no point it does better it's it's a delicate balance between not wanting to take up too much of your time and also not wanting to fucking speed through the podcast or uh, through through the material, but I do want to at least introduce it for those of you who perhaps want to do your own little research on the side. In the meantime, while I fucking get up and you know get get back to fucking uh get back to uh you know uh, finishing this initial podcast, right? And uh, I think perhaps the best way that I could start this particular episode of the podcast is with some more ways in which Western culture has us thinking that we're fucking that we're sick, if you will, quote unquote sick sickness of spirit, as more of a best way to say it, right? Um, and I guess the constant flip-flopping between podcast topics is the best fucking example that I can come up with at the current moment, right? Uh, and I guess to keep it, you know, <laughs> just to be as forthcoming with it when in terms of... I'll, I'll be forthcoming with it in terms of like the, West, uh, the Western lens because it's the one we're most familiar with, right? But then I'm explaining to you like, how, nah, dog, like that's just not how I see it no more. Uh, I, when I was sitting down to fucking write this particular podcast and then, you know, get ready to fucking drop it today my attention got completely fucking diverted, bro. And it went diverted into that whole fucking spiel that I just went on for the first 45 minutes about the fucking occultists, right? And the reason is because, you know, I kept trying to sit down and write the initial podcast, but my attention, it just kept being drawn in a different way, bro, which I've come to find that this is not ADD like I've been told it is, okay? In fact, it's nothing more than what, it's nothing more than the realization that what I'm focusing on, my attention at the moment, isn't what I should be focusing on at the moment, bro, Okay? So, you know, I state this ADD, this typical ADD shit because your boy has fucking ADD. Like, it's just, let's just be 100% fucking honest with it, okay? And I started to do that for those of you who suffer from ADD. For those of you who don't, this might sound a little uh, alien to you. But I started to do that typical, quote-unquote, ADD type thing where you fucking start to distract yourself, right, with different shit. Instead of being able to focus and concentrate on one thing, you're fucking trying to balance like five different things at the same time. You can never find that fucking energy to commit to just one of them, okay? Now, I'm going to scare quote it all because, of course, this is Western reductive materialism, bro. And it'll have us believe that this distinction, right? This distinction process is the result of uh, having to distinguish between which one of the five, for instance, uh, 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 top or rather uh, activities I'm going to focus on. They'll have us think that it's a fucking shortcoming, a quote unquote shortcoming of our biological uh, component, right? Namely of our brain, that our brain is somehow has a deficit, right? A quote unquote deficit of some sort. And that, because of that, it's having a hard time focusing. But like I said, dog, I don't vibe with this reading anymore. Mostly because it's rooted, it's rooted in a deficit-based approach that wants us. It wants us to feel, dog, like something is wrong, right? Uh, it wants us to feel like something is wrong with us because you know, <laughs> uh, it wants us to feel like something's wrong with us for not being able to concentrate on some menial task that you know, in ninety-nine percent uh, of the time, and ninety-nine percent of the times, more, more percentages. These fucking menial tasks are aimed at nothing more than completing uh, or, 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 uh, completing capitalist aims, right? So the deficit-based approach think, has us believing that the reason we have ADD is because we can't fucking function in such a way that will fucking direct all of our attention, again, the whole directing of energy and all that kind of shit, to one particular task that is generally, in the majority of the cases, a task that is fucking for no other reason than to maintain the fucking status quo, in this case, capitalism, right? So they'll give you fucking pills and say, hey, take these pills and your fucking deficit will be cured and you'll be a better fucking worker. So, you know, like (laughs) just that alone, you say to yourself, like, really, you know, is this really what's fucking happening or is it possible that my instincts, if you will, my spirit, my attention, my energy is being directed away from what it believes. Right. Uh, I should what I believe I rather it's directing my attention away from what I believe I should be working on and towards what I truly should be working on at the moment, okay? Now, this, by the way, this is a little bit of a, a foreshadowing, right? That's what I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast with, again, the Koyo Shuaki consciousness, the Koyo Shuaki imperative of Anzaldua, Anzaldua, right? And I, I'm not going to be able to get into it just in terms of brevity and fucking the enormous amount of information that she fucking gives us in regards to this this particular episode of the podcast, but I am going to introduce it, Okay. So quickly, this, and I apologize, I'm butchering the fuck out of it. It's hard to pronounce. It's it's spelled C-O-Y-O-L-X-A-U-H-Q-U-I. So for those of you who are interested, okay, the Koyol Shwaki consciousness, right? This is this Anzalduan approach to healing, bro. And, you know, this healing is based on the Nahuatl story that asks us to envision healing as a continuous process that requires the continued nonstop reflection of ourselves And the parts of ourselves that need healing in order to live or rather to leave in order to live and lead better lives. Okay. So in this case, the reason I say it was a deficit is because I legit allowed myself for the longest time to believe that, you know, because of my quote unquote ADD, there was something wrong with me. Right. And that I would never be able to accomplish the shit I wanted to accomplish without this fucking painful process first of literally dredging myself through this fucking action, this task. Right, uh, for no other reason that I just felt that that's what needs to be done. Right, this has been the M- this has been my mo for the most of my life, bro. Right, definitely through my master's and my doctoral program because by the time I got into Bulldog, I was so fucking tired of school and I was so over it. Like it was legitimately the last place I wanted to be. Right, but the only reason I stuck with it though, right, as frustrating and as depressing and as fucking angering and isolating as it was, I'm talking about graduate and doctoral school, right. Is you know the reason I would sit there for these fucking for days on end, bro, and write these dumbass fucking essays that meant nothing ultimately, right? And read all those fucking stupid books on theory that no one gives a fuck about, right? Is because I felt that that's what I needed to do in order to get my master's or doctorate, right? So that I could work as a philosopher, and because of that, like it was my attention was fucking, I would, it was painful, literally, literally painful. Like I would fucking be at the point of tears. Not because the work was hard, but because I didn't fucking want to do it. My spirit was telling me, no, dude, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be fucking doing something else. But the entire time I was brainwashed with this reductive Western materialism that had me thinking, no, it's just because I got ADD and I can't focus and I just got to fight through it, pop these fucking Adderalls and just fucking, fucking focus on the task and get that shit done, right? To which it's like, nah, dog. It's just It just was not the truth. It just was. I'm thankful for it. I'm glad that I did it because because of that, I'm able to work as a philosopher currently, right? But I realized that moving forward, that's not the way it's got to be, bro. You know, after a little bit of shadow work on my behalf, right? A little after a little bit of the koryo chuwaki consciousness, if you will, right? I'm coming to realize that a, a, again, following off the heels of our pre- the previous podcast, uh, Western psychology is again, it's nothing more than a tool devised by the bourgeoisie, uh, you know, to establish and maintain the status quo. Okay, the status quo here being fucking productive workers in a capitalist society, and B, more importantly. Is that the real reason I was so distracted was because the shit that I was focusing on, dog, was literally fucking killing my spirit. It was quite fucking literally killing my spirit, right? And thus the distractedness was the process of my spirit trying to find exactly what it is that I needed to be directing my energy towards instead, right? At that particular moment so that I wouldn't be in this fucking constant state of mental pain, right, that has come to be associated with ADD. Anyways, um, just to finish this off then quickly, so I could, you know, let you get back to your life doing your thing. I appreciate every fucking second you spent with me thus far, right? But um, I just want to finish it off quickly. This idea that this notion of the Koyal Shwaki consciousness, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Tlazot Leo, okay? For those of you that have followed me a little bit on the gram for a while, I should say, you'll be familiar with Tlazot Leo as the filth goddess in Nahuatl philosophy, right? For those of you who haven't, fuck you waiting for, dog? OG underscore Ice Nice 13. Um Anyways, uh, Tlazoteo, the filth goddess in, um, Nahua philosophy, okay? So when I was researching this, this, this topic, I couldn't help but draw the parallels between Anzaldua's description of the Koyol Shuaki consciousness and, and Tlazoli, the filth eater, okay? Now, uh, I'll touch briefly on the latter, okay? Because it's important to give Tlazoli or Tlazoteo her own fucking, you know, the, the sacred divinity of Tlazoteo, her own fucking podcast, more than I've given attention to on the gram, okay? But the important thing to remember here is that <laughs> this particular, uh, the reason is because, more importantly, this particular series is dedicated to rooting the Chicano person, okay? The Chicana person as an indigenous person of Turtle Island. This, uh, all of this, okay? This entire series, the postmodernism versus modernism, it's ultimately centered around the desire to root the indigenous Chicana person, okay? Now, given that Anzaldua herself was a Chicana, it's consciousness, right? Uh, right? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that her consciousness uh, it, it's going to be, in, it's gonna be uh, influenced, again, by her genetic components, right? And, you know, because of this, it's it, it, it stands to reason, then, that it's not by surprise that it's got a lot of influence with the Tlazoli filth goddess, okay? Because, again, she is a descendant, the tribalized descendant of the Nahuatl peoples. Which ones? Who the fuck knows, right? But a Nahuatl person nonetheless, so it it, it it you know if what I've been saying rings true about how our genetic makeup influences our ability to uh, shape our and can, uh, interface with reality, th- there's no exception for Anzaldua, right? So because of that, uh, I'm I'm going to be focusing mostly on her views on this matter as a means of solidifying our presence and our roots as indigenous peoples of Turtle Island, right? In fact, I found that in juxtaposing the two, I'm going to be able to show you just how just how deeply rooted this fucking connection truly is, right? And what I mean by this is that I, I don't know what Anzaldua's scope of knowledge of Nahuatl philosophy was, and honestly, I don't fucking care because it doesn't matter anymore at this particular point, right? We're not fucking with this reductive Western materialism, bro. That much is what's important, okay? And that because of that, I'm not convinced, if you will, that knowledge is a storehouse, okay? The storehouse being that it's, uh, a person comes into this world as a fucking empty slate, right, like John Locke's going to tell us. And that the knowledge that they gain about the world is stored in their fucking mind, and that enables them to, you know, navigate their way through reality. I'm not convinced that this is the case. Okay, I'm definitely not convinced that we come to fucking Earth with an empty slate, bro, without any knowledge whatsoever. Just our instinctual knowledge alone is evidence to this. Uh, 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 is evidence of this. Okay. Now, uh, this storehouse mode of knowledge is the idea that you 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 store knowledge as you progress through life, eh, right? This is, this is what one way that the Western epistemologist would have us think that knowledge, you know, works, right? And that is that, you know, these schematic frameworks that we develop through life that, you know, uh, we in turn filter our, the, the experiences of life through, you know, and, you know, they help develop our mental set. They develop our senses and our mental processes and they sharpen them in a way well, through a repeated experience that enable us to, you know, facilitate our waking experience through life. That's what this Western reductive materialism would have us believe, Okay now i'm not saying that it's not necessarily the case but i just at the same time i refuse to rule out the possibility that knowledge is inherently stored not just uh, genetically but now epigenetically as well so genetically in our genetic makeup obviously but epigenetically in the sense that it's stored like in like energy it's like conscious like uh, memory is energy okay everything is energy bro i've been talking about this whole fucking podcast okay including knowledge including memories including fucking you know uh, uh wisdom all that kind of shit okay it's stored epigenetically and that it's filtered our you know these these ideas are filtered through our, our our being okay in the most phenomenological sense of the way that literally we're just like these little fucking antennas you know these these, these embodied uh tail if you will that are filtering the fucking uh knowledge that is in our uh, stored in this epigenetic way, whether it's in the environment that we're living in, like the shared trauma of growing up in the hood, right? Or whether it's in the fucking in, in our genetic component. That's what I mean by genetically and epigenetic. In fact, this isn't even as fucking outlandish as it seems, bro, because there's already proof of this, not just in the form of instincts, knowledge is, again, being passed on in the form of instincts, right? Uh, but it's also been further researched the epigenetics, right? And it's been slightly validated through experiments that show, for instance, that people have ingrained cultural fears, irrespective of our place on the planet. You know what I'm saying? That people have, in, you know, the animals have been able to pass on fucking traumatic memories onto uh, uh their progeny that were far removed from the traumatic memory. I'm speaking here specifically of an experiment with rats, where they were, you know, fucking tortured, basically. And that uh, their, 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 their progeny, like many fucking uh, generations after, experienced the same exact fear despite never having been you know, put through the same fucking sort of trauma that those in, uh, that those rats were uh, going through, right? So now we start to get into shit like ancestral trauma and dealing with the fucking enduring effects of Holocaust and genocide and how it affects the Chicanx people and brown people in general, indigenous people all around the world, and how that fucking trauma is continuing still to this day to influence our ability to lead good, happy lives, right? Hence the importance of the Goyoshuaki Shuaki imperative, okay? So, ultimately then, I guess what I'm saying here is that even if Anzaldua wasn't a quote-unquote fucking expert in Nahuatl philosophy as legitimized by the Western world, that is, she didn't have a fucking PhD in Nahua philosophy from a quote-unquote accredited university, that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that she isn't an expert based simply on her Chicana being, okay? Now, uh, I guess now, pff, more than ever, this is as good a point as any to end the podcast, right? Uh, following up on this one, I'll talk more about the Coyo Chwaki imperative and the importance of shadow work. I might even dip in a little bit to the fucking the to goddess, because it is important, you know, to give credit where I feel it should be due, right? But um, until then, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Peace.